0: But, dude, you've been doing just tons of streaming, so I can only imagine you're like exhausted by it.
1: (laughs) Have you watched anything?
0: I've not.
1: Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Function Call, uh, the fun show about web development. I am your host Austin Gill, and with me today is my very special friend Grant GLIDEWELL, Hello. How'd you like that intro? That was a bit different.
0: I'm a special friend
1: now. <laughs> You're a special friend.
0: I think I think that's probably an upgrade from co-host, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, we haven't always been friends, but you have always been special.
0: That's that's ruthless. Where is your Ruth?
1: <laughs> uh Bader Ginsburg, she's gone, man. That was my Ruth. Ouch. Yeah. Oh God, it's, oh, it's, it's not too soon. So it's dark. Not <laughs> 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 it's not too soon. I mean, come on. Well, is it too soon? There's there's something yes. there. It was a pretty bad delivery, but there there's something there. I am ruthless ever since I've lost oh, my Ruth. We're all ruthless. Yeah. And she oh. was great you know she had a biopic come out recently i kind of want to check it out yeah yeah there's
0: there's a thing oh. i thought that was pronounced uh biopic
1: oh you m- might be right i might have sounded really stupid it's a good thing that this isn't a public recording that we publish to all of our <laughs> colleagues
0: and friends <laughs> i mean so like bio biopic does make it sound like it's a movie
1: right like it it's is. a pick. yeah it's a biography biopic. i don't know biopic biopic, it, biopic sounds could, like those like lego-y sort of toys i'm imagining like you, you remember Bionics. going to like
0: national parks as a as a kid and like in this in the like store they would have those little plastic things that you would look through and there was like a picture of a mountain or something it glued into the tiny little magnifying glass viewer it's like this little keychain piece of plastic with uh Man, I can I can I can see you actually like went into the park as a child and didn't just hang out in the uh, the gift shop.
1: But. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's let's get into the show. Yeah, or you oh, okay. you were kind of a you were kind of. I mean, it sounds like before we started the show, you had a bit of a grant rant to oh. to go off. So on, like, so all
0: right, it's been a while. All right. I, I get on Twitter from time to time and and so' I've, I've had this last week off work um, and so I'm I'm trying to avoid being on my phone and trying to avoid Twitter as much as possible, but it's kind of like a default behavior to just go peek and look and and it's like the the overlap of communities that I do not belong in, and communities that I really, really like is, is just too strong. So like an example of this would be like, I, I have a vague interest in space. I think it's you know just one of the greatest things that uh, we've achieved as a species uh, is like space travel. And I think all of our efforts in that direction are really, really important and super cool. That happens yes. to overlap really heavily with this other community of enthusiasts uh, that like this billionaire and think that he's some sort of visionary, and like it—it's just like they're—they're they're not my people, and it—and it—it's this kind of like painful um, scrolling experience where like I'm not looking for trouble, I'm not looking to like get into it with anybody. Um, but inevitably like there's just this overlap and it, it kills me every time.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, there's some weird, like dogmatic cults out there, cult followings, you know? And it's weird because, uh, some of these billionaires, tech, leaders they're treated as such like they have so much celebrity yeah and they get put up on this pedestal that people start to like worship them and and they have this false idol and like they're infallible and whatever they say is truth and you know whatever and and then uh, you know they come they say something that's like no that person is actually human and they have terrible thoughts and opinions in some cases (laughs) as as most humans do right like everyone i reserve the right to be wrong i reserve the right to say things that are inaccurate and uh i've made mistakes absolutely
0: yeah we'll Um, we'll actually get into the importance of that uh later in the show because i i think that's like really important and 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 so like i want to be clear that it's you know i don't dislike people just because they think elon musk is amazing yeah. I do start to question their ability to to kind of think critically about some things because the man can do amazing things, you know. He's 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 got he's a visionary. A sig- he's got a significant amount of power, um, but that doesn't uh, it, equate him like as a as a deity as you were kind of <laughs> discussing earlier.
1: Yeah, and it's, so it's, it's interesting. It's, just,
0: it's difficult for me because I think that like in the communities that I want to be a part of and that I think are really cool to be a part of like being a nerd and just being enthusiastically like into specific things whatever that is it doesn't matter
1: yeah
0: um I I enjoy that but I also think something that comes along with that and this is this is just a faulty assumption on my part is like a a a reasonable bullshit detector cuz like when you deep dive into stuff um you start to get a sense for like what's real and what's not in in whatever Minutia you've kind of jumped into and that like, I guess is just not true. Um, I, I guess I'm just wrong about that. And it makes me sad because I would, I would like to think that, um, there's like a, a, a huge group of people on the planet that are like immune to this. And those people like really like space travel and science and like to kind of think in a very specific way. And it's just, uh, I'm, I'm proven wrong. And it's just kind of a gut punch sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's tough, man. We're all human. (laughs) We're all we're all trying to we're all trying to live our best lives, you know, and and no one I don't think anyone has it all right or all wrong and it's just tough. We gotta learn to live together.
0: I mean, have you met me? I've got stuff pretty figured
1: (laughs) out. Pretty good. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Except that TypeScript stuff, man.
0: Pretty, pretty. I mean, I just don't understand. Uh, what is it? JS
1: doc. Yeah, what's wrong with it? What do you mean we don't understand it? It's, it's the uh, same thing.
0: Shouldn't it be called TS doc? Uh,
1: it was what? What? Why? It's a JavaScript thing. You're, <laughs> you're trying to push my buttons. I'm. Yes. Failing at pushing I'm my buttons.
0: Poking. <laughs> <laughs> let's as let's get as hard as I can.
1: <laughs> let's get into the show, yeah. So you had a topic that yeah. you wanted, like you kind of hinted at it. So uh, let's hear. It. So I think so we've like we've done a
0: show about advice for like new developers, mm-hmm. but I think finding that, jobs,
1: yeah,
0: finding yeah finding jobs, doing that. But but I think like there's a there's a take on this like I, I things I wish I knew at the beginning of my career, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, technical skills. Uh, yeah, that's like a really typical kind of thing that. that um that I think a lot of people want to know about. And so like, you know, I'd, I'd like to know what you would tell Austin X years ago, uh, getting into this and you know, what I, what I would kind of tell myself um, as I was getting into this a few years ago too.
1: Hmm. I would tell Austin a few years ago to Build a little web app where you have six w- chances to guess a five letter word <laughs> and make it super annoying, f- like very easy for people to share your scores in mm-hmm. a very annoying way. That's what mm-hmm. I would tell Austin from a few years ago. <laughs> I, uh, Figure I that out. There. You'll be set. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then, you know, find someone at the New York Times to chat with. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, like as far as skills to learn. Okay um that's hard i wasn't prepared for this maybe you should start get the get the ball no no, no.
0: like and and here's the thing like i i want to de-emphasize the idea of like there are skills that somebody needs to learn and and more kind of areas to to kind of polish yeah right because skills are very very specific skills are like you know Really learn to manipulate arrays, or you know, work uh, how is it? W- work on uh, strong typing uh, with JS Doc. Um, you know, whatever, yeah, yeah. right? Like skills See, feel very, very specific, and and everybody coming into this knows that they're at a disadvantage when it comes to skills. But people coming from a different background, right? Like, I don't come from a CS school. I Like I've never done any type of education that's related to the work that I do now. Right. And so Mm -hmm. like coming into this from what we'll call an alternative background, like it's just anything that isn't straight up tech. um, We would call that an alternative background. Um, The feeling coming into the industry is like you need to justify your presence (laughs) and you need to like earn your spot and you have to do that like in all these different, almost like demeaning way, like you have to do a stupid job for a while before you get a good job. And it's like, I, I don't believe that. And that kind of wasn't my path, but like that definitely is, I think the path for a lot of people and it sucks and uh, it doesn't have to be that way.
1: Yeah. That's a tough one because I can totally relate to having that feeling of like no, like you have to put in your time and do the crappy work because, yeah. and, and I can relate to having that thought because I am drawing from my own life experience of having gone through that and knowing that that's what led to my success, right? So I think that it's like kind of a a good message wrapped in shitty paper or wrapping, <laughs> Right? Like it sounds like a bad thing. It sucks to say, yeah, you have to do crappy work. Uh, I think the intention is good, right? Like I'm drawing from my personal life experience. I'm trying to give you this nugget of wisdom to kind of like give you the secret. And really, I think, I think both messages are right, right? Like you can, you don't have to do crappy hard work. Um, and you can find a job that works. I, I think that's possible. I think it's also true to say that you have to put in ten thousand hours to master something, right? Um, well, ten
0: thousand hours. This is uh, is that five years uh, forty hours, right? Yeah, I mean
1: that's just like a whatever analogy. Um, but you, you like uh, the the guys at the on Shop Talk show, right? Like they have this mantra that I think is totally spot on. And this comes back to some of the advice that I was actually, as you were talking, I was thinking that I would give myself or instead of giving advice to myself, I would give someone starting today, right? Yeah, yeah. And and that is- I think that probably
0: makes more sense than this weird time machine analogy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. Um, Yeah, advice to people starting today on like actual developing skills, not how do you you find a job or make it or like progress through career advice, right? But how do you like actually develop skills? Number one piece of advice, just keep building stuff, just build the crap out of things. And, uh, I think that there's, there's two ways to build a lot of things. One is you can go for breadth, which is like, I don't know, build a project and then build a different project with a completely different stack and build a different project with a completely different, um, you know, technology, mm-hmm. maybe you're doing like WebRTC one day, maybe you're doing some like backend database manipulation, maybe you're doing just HTML, whatever. Uh, and then I, th- I think it's a little bit, a little bit of breadth to get an understanding of most of like a web stack. Yeah. And then once you find one that you're kind of comfortable with, then I think you still have to build a lot of projects to go deep. So go deep on, you know, what the front end, what like what the browser gives you, what APIs are available to the browser or go deep on JavaScript or go deep on HTML semantics or accessibility, uh, go deep on like mastering CSS and doing those like single div pieces of art or whatever, go deep on uh, creating a relational database, go deep on a document database, right? Um, and those are the things where I think there's, there's, you know, it's the, the, the lifelong question of, are you going to be a jack of all trades or a specialist, generalist or specialist, right? And there's Mm -hmm. value in both. I think so. And I, and I think
0: that that's good advice. I, I do. So on one hand, uh, I agree that like the best learning comes from building stuff. But I, I think the beginner, the person starting out, right? Like mm. they just got their first job. Um, just building stuff, um, like you've you've come from either a boot camp or some self- learning or whatever. And so like your understanding of like, well, how do I just build stuff? This isn't my code base. I can't, you know, I can't mm. just go in and okay. strip out like, like once, the redux okay. store and redo it like, you know i've built stuff in MobX, and they're using uh you know redux and sagas and i'm very confused by this well that's understandable because sagas are intentionally overly complex um so like there's there's some kind of subtle uh bits and pieces that i think might be important to get into a little bit more detail here like let's deep dive this like very beginning uh kind of section where you just got your first job, these are the things that I think are gonna be really important. And, f- and for me, one of them has always been communication. And this is something that you probably, um, depending on your background and, and what your previous career was or how, however you've kind of found your way into this job, like this may be an advantage for you. Like you may have um, like retail experience and dealing with people um, in less than ideal scenarios is going to be something that you do as as like a software developer. Um, you know it's it's that skill of kind of negotiating um, an uncomfortable conversation or figuring out how to get to um, the right compromise. you know yeah. these are these are skills that I think are really important and not not so emphasized. I mean, A a lot of this, uh, for me, kind of dances around soft skills, but we'll get into some of the maybe, um, harder skills.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, harder as opposed to soft.
0: Yeah. Right. Like if these are soft skills,
1: firmer skills.
0: Yeah. I, I think, uh, interpersonal skills versus technical skills, uh, would be maybe a little more descriptive, but
1: yeah whatever yeah um yeah i mean i think that there's there's obviously a lot of soft skills that you can develop uh interpersonal skills is interesting like feeling comfortable saying i don't know is something that i is a skill that i'm still working on because i i think that when you can just say hey i don't i don't actually understand this or i don't know the answer people most people generally give you a little bit more uh, slack on like the context, unless you're unless you're sitting at a table uh, trying to make a deal, like, and the stakes are high, and someone asks you a question, like a technical question, and they're a potential <laughs> client, and you need to know the answer, then it's like I don't know might be kind of tough. And I think there's context there where it's like sometimes it's okay, sometimes it's not.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny you say that. Like it, exactly in that con, like there. Are- and they ask you a technical question and you have to have an answer yeah um, I I was in a scenario like that at one point working for a uh, uh, working for an agency and I was brought in to discuss like the value add that we would have like I was interviewing for the agency to to get this job working on this stack and uh, it just turned into a technical interview. And I started asking questions about their stack and asking why they built it that way. Um,
1: and and you they got the did not like that at
0: all. <laughs> well, they just, like, it, they had made some decisions that had added complexity in areas where it was difficult to solve for. And I said, well, you know, if we move that complexity elsewhere, you know, maybe, maybe we could build something a little bit cleaner over here where we're running it on, you know, not an unknown uh, cell phone somewhere, right? And uh, they, we did not get that contract. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. I had one of their engineers interview with me, um, at at some point in the future uh, to to try to leave, and they're still building things that way. Um, so some things
1: just never change.
0: It's yeah. wild. I, I think um, there's
1: some context there that is kind of lost in the uh, conversation, oh, but yeah, sorry. Um, okay. I get lost. So. Yeah, I I think as far as these sort of skills and and things to learn, um, one thing that I think is an important skill is being able to figure out what part of code is like a framework or a library and what part of code is native to the environment. So the mm. environment, if we're you know if we're talking JavaScript, the environment could be a Node backend, or the environment could be a browser, or it could be could be an edge function, right? And understanding the capabilities of the native platforms is so useful, in yeah. my opinion, because yeah. that is knowledge that regardless what uh, what framework or library or tool you're using that uh, platform specific knowledge never really changes right and it's transferable across multiple projects and it's mostly transferable across um different environments even like
0: yeah yeah that that's a really interesting point and i think that's something that's glossed over a lot and i think that that's really important because people will will especially very early in their careers, get pigeonholed as, you know, a Vue developer or a React developer or a jQuery developer or a, you know, a Web3 developer. Like, I don't know. Like you work in X stack. And a lot of folks that I talk to that are are early on that path, I th- I think will have a hard time differentiating between like what actually comes from react what comes from the browser what comes from javascript like where like how yeah. do we separate out all of these different domains because they're interacting with all of them in the same file yeah like and it's not it's not evident it's not super clear if you're just stuck straight in doing the work i think that's like a, a huge huge uh like missing component for sure
1: yeah and, and the value there in, to me is that when you understand the, the sort of barriers of when you're crossing from a uh, programming language to platform to framework or whatever, when you know where those barriers are, it's easier to write code that is, um, you know, isolated to its sort of section of that sandwich. And the more you can keep code within its own section, the less there's like, uh, uh mixing of those barriers the easier it's going to be to take that code and copy it into a different project or apply it you know to a different context or like swap things out so if we're talking mm-hmm. about uh, environment language and uh, framework and you know your environment and your language stay the same and just the framework changes then it's kind of easy to swap that framework out with a new one. And the environment logic and the whatever underlying programming language logic can stay mostly the same. Like that that refactor, that change is going to be easier to to deal with. And the same applies if you change programming languages, kind of, uh, or if you change Mm -hmm. environments, kind of. I mean, obviously, a framework is based on a programming language mostly, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that really hits home to some of my early experience in this, because yeah. one one of the first tech stack I tech stacks I worked in uh, was called Meteor, hmm. um, and if you're not familiar with it, uh, this this is what eventually became uh, like the most important part of it became Apollo like GraphQL stuff, right? So it's their it's their tech, but it was this mixture of server and client side um, node stuff with. Uh, React mixed in there, and then in React, you're dealing with the React library, the like, yeah. their very specific uh, communication to the backend tooling, um, as well as like, uh, I don't remember what we were using for styles at the time, but it all, like the, the separation of concerns, which yeah. is something that I've always kind of railed against, it was not in an understandable uh, place in, in this tech stack where if you're just coming into it and you don't understand where all of this stuff is coming from it's very very difficult but this is this is one thing um that that i that i think kind of relates to it that's really important is learn to read code right we're 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 very emphatic about writing code and you need to be able to make something and build things and all of this right yeah if you don't understand, read the documentation. We'll, we'll maybe get into like research and, and that as a skill on its own later. But being able to dig into code and kind of understand what's happening. One of, one of the best things uh, that ever happened to me at one of my first jobs was I was dropped into a C-sharp project. I'm a, I'm a JavaScript, like, you know, self-taught JavaScript engineer. Like C-sharp was bonkers to me. Like the patterns that they use made no sense. But the company that I was working for had this uh, tradition, like where they spent like the last couple hours of the day on Fridays, just kind of everybody in a room going through this like feature that they wanted to add into their project. And so they just, you know, switch over to the branch and pass the keyboard around and force people to do stuff. And so here I am, like I know nothing about C sharp, cool. and they're like, type, Thanks. type this, and go to this line, and go to this file. You're there, like, they like walk me
1: through it. You're there, like looking at the keyboard, like, hmm, are these cherry switches, or can we get some new keycaps on here, or what's up, what's going on here?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely trying to play the distraction game in that in that room for sure. Yeah. Like, uh, but it, it it was enlightening once I saw something that i understood happen yeah. in that code and it was like bam i like okay that happens here too so this is a transferable skill and i started to see where those where those boundaries were and started to be able to you know okay so i cannot just read javascript i can read some c sharp and this looks a little bit like java and you know java for for all of its problems is pervasive um and and something that is very useful to be able to like move around in and something that made this so much easier was when GitHub cloud released the feature where you could uh, like jump to definition as you're oh, reading yeah. specific code bases yeah. like being able to do that without like pulling a whole repo down was massive yeah. um because a lot of these lower level languages are very abstraction heavy and so you can read a line of code And if the naming conventions aren't great, you have no idea what's going on. And so you really have to dig in and find out what these things are doing. But learning to read code, and this is something that uh, really only happens by doing. And so as much as you should be building things, you should be reading how other things are built, I would argue.
1: Yeah, that's how you get exposure to how some of like the masters are doing it, you know, and uh, masters is not the right word, but like, you know, like, reading someone else's code exposes you to tricks that you may not have learned like different ways of doing things. Um, you know, it's another really good tip. Mm. Get learn how to debug. Well,
0: okay. That what, what is tools. Yeah. Would you suggest for debugging? I'm curious. Your are
1: uh, console log all day, baby. No, but so I think, um,
0: <laughs> that's, that's, that's the hot tweet right now is, what do you console log? Um, and it, it kills me because- well,
1: So <laughs> I, I actually did not had to. a tweak go viral once. That was like, uh, console log here is uh, all time JavaScript MVP. Um, <laughs> so I, I'd say, sure. yeah. yeah, like if you can learn, like, you know, we're, we're talking a lot of like, I don't know, uh, nebulous topics here. Like I always think the soft skill conversation, it's really easy to say, get good at conversation or uh, communication, get good at doing research, get good at like reading code, but actual like talking about hard skills to learn, like Mm -hmm. explicitly share, um, learn how to use console log effectively. Like if you're going, if you have a whole file and it's throwing an error and maybe the error is not really clear on where it is, well, first, figure out how to read errors, where to find errors, right? Um, And if you can find an error and it tells you, hey, you have like, you have a comma in the wrong place or this is undefined and it tells you what file and what line, cool, you should be able to figure that out. If you're in a position where you're like, I have no idea, this whole file, like this is a huge function and somewhere in there, it's throwing an error right maybe the error is getting gobbled up then learn how to effectively uh debug that by maybe commenting out like half of the function and if it still doesn't work then you can go up and comment out half of that half you know and then half of like basically narrow down where the problem could be happening just like just like stubbing out so much code until you know you have a working solution and then build back up again um, figuring out where the error could be coming from if it's in your running code or maybe if it's coming from the network. So getting familiar with dev tools and like the network tab and making sure that you can understand what a request versus a response looks like. Um, that's network tab and JavaScript console and the elements tab. My three most used dev tools you know um so yeah get good at debugging
0: The even first if you, like time console saw, log is
1: totally fine i use it all the time right you don't need to get fancy it
0: it, it absolutely is totally fine um but i'm going to advocate for something a little bit different uh which is which will hopefully help lead people to understanding lexical scoping a little bit more which is kind of what yeah, you alluded to which points. is uh no okay well uh programmatic breakpoint the debugger statement
1: the debugger yeah
0: yeah i never use it so yeah for for some bugs specifically in sort of complex flows yeah like you need to see what is going on in that scope and all and like normally so what are you going to console log uh you know here okay so we're here 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 too and here, here three, three but, okay, value. but on here three, <laughs> I need to know what this value is. Yeah, yeah, so you long Whereas value. you throw a debugger in there, you get every you know yeah. every variable in that scope and its value.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, you're 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 absolutely right. And this is one of those things that's like I never learned it. I wish I had. This is advice that I would give myself. Right? Like mm. every time I try and learn it, like I was like, oh yeah, cool, I finally got it. And then you know, three months go by and I haven't used it. And then next time i'm like oh this is a perfect time to use a debugger i don't remember how to do it
0: <laughs> you just write debugger yeah but then you got to
1: like you have the breakpoints in the dev tools and you like step through functions and like step into and step over or whatever okay yeah yeah and
0: and that some of that can be counterintuitive and get weird and also you can really easily lock up chrome doing this yeah uh, and, and that's my assumption is that you're using Chrome to do this, but you know, that could be a bad assumption. Um, but so that's, that's, um, uh, that's, that's one thing as far as debugging, uh, that, that I, when I saw that it it blew my mind that and putting values in brackets. So <laughs> that's that one. you always see. So, so you don't just get like a nebulous undefined, like you get an object with the right key and it says, uh, yeah. you know, the value. Um,
1: all right. So your your topic, and we're quite a ways into this. And we, I mm. haven't asked you what are you know the tips that you would give someone starting today. Technical terms. I want hard skills.
0: Hmm. Mm. Um. I would I would advise against uh, hard skills.
1: Mm. I think I think. Uh, yeah, comes with the it's, job, it's, right?
0: It's a misstep in general. Um, I don't know, Like I, I think people are very quick to specialize, like you had kind of talked about, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, I want to do this or I want to do that. Um, I, I would advise somebody to spend time in that kind of broad area first and get to know the platform in giant quotes, right? Yeah the stack they're working in, whatever, and make a decision later, like an informed decision on the direction that you want to go. I I did not do that. And I'm like, not at all unhappy with, you know, kind of whatever it is, my specialty is, Um, like, I'm, I'm okay with with uh, where I've landed, but I, I do think in general, it's probably a good idea. to to make an educated decision before like really deep diving for a lot of reasons i I think that like there are areas that can be more lucrative there are areas that uh, can be in higher demand there are areas that you know are increasing in demand so like these are these are things that you may not be aware of or may not be consistent from you know one job to another and so you know you want to I want to see what your options are.
1: Yeah. I, I like to say, I like to say like optimize for happiness and the trick there is figuring out what it is that makes you happy, you know, but if you can get good, well, here, here's two, two more like specific skills, right? I think networking super helpful advice. I would have, I, I think I would have something I wish I would have started sooner was just getting myself out there and, uh, not waiting to be an expert before I started sharing content, because Mm. truth is I'm, I've never felt like an expert and I have come to terms with the fact that I'm never going to feel like an expert. Um, and so, yeah, I was always waiting for this like epiphany to be like, Oh, I'm fine. I've arrived. I know things that I can tell people, you know, and that, that, that that day's just not going to happen. So, uh, get like, start putting content out there i think is good share what you learn start interacting with like find a community that you're interested in and start making friends in those communities and then try and figure out where it is that you want to be where it is that you want to go find the people that are like that that are doing the things that you want to be doing and then try and reverse engineer from where you want to be or where you want to be reverse engineer back to where you are today, right? Like what are, you know, that's where I want to go. What is the, what is the step before that? Okay. And then the step before that and the step before that all the way back to the very next step in front of me that I can move towards. Right. Does that make sense? No. Okay. <laughs> but great. I'm
0: nodding my head as if it does great, great. like, I, I get what you're, I get what you're saying. Um, try,
1: just try and figure out what's going to make you happy and, and go do that. I think that's
0: that's really important, and yeah. try not to but, let go of that. Yeah, yeah. It's don't, easy to be don't, like, uh, don't submit to misery.
1: Well, it sounds easier than it is because uh, social pressure. I mean, some people like there's so much focus, especially in like American culture, on uh, status or money or prestige or right. whatever. And I think really figuring out sooner than later what it is that actually gives you energy and keeps you motivated and you know brings fun into your life and just gives those like, makes more happiness for you. The sooner you can kind of figure that out, the easier it is to optimize your life for that so that when you eventually get this, two job offers and one is for a nonprofit that is working on climate uh the climate crisis and is something that you're super interested in and you get a job offer from them that's like the perfect tech stack or you get the job offer from the company that's like wants you to create at you know the most hyper optimized advertisements for tracking babies or something like that that is like <laughs> a click funnel is, for like, babies, yeah, like demonstrably <laughs> terrible. You know, like if you haven't done the work uh figuring out what it is that is your happy path, yeah, it can be, but you know, like it's like a big bonus, like a big salary, right? And you're like, shit, Oop, I don't know if we can swear on this. <laughs> uh I But fuck it. Why we not? probably can, yeah. it's my it's our podcast we can do whatever you want but anyway uh it's like if you haven't done the work already on kind of like what it is that is your calling um then it it becomes very easy to get distracted by all of the values and interests that people around you have and that influence you right and so they like it's very difficult when your family's like, "Dang, that's a really good offer. You should totally take that job." And they don't realize that, you know, making baby trackers is like not your jam.
0: So, okay, okay. Or baby
1: ads, you know. <laughs>
0: you yeah, will okay. So you you've you've brought up something that I don't think I don't think is off topic, but it's a bit <laughs> Uh, like it's a bit ahead of, uh, it's a bit ahead of itself for this, but I, I'm, I'm going to take the bait and I'm going to jump into it because it's something that I've been thinking about quite a a bit lately.
1: Do we Hmm. have time to jump into it and get through whatever else you want to that is on topic?
0: Yeah, because I think that this is an important one for people who are early in their careers to consider. All right, right, let's do it. And, and so you have made one statement, which is that, you know, Optimized for happiness, and I and like I can't disagree with that. Like I I really do agree with that. Yeah,
1: um, it's okay for money to make you happy too.
0: This this is another part of uh, kind of coming in from an alternative background, and I'm making big like eye rolly sarcastic air quotes, right? Uh, because I think like most people I work with like did not go to college for this. And, you know, say at least half the people I work with don't have a CS degree. A lot of people that I work with uh, do. Um, and I don't see like a huge difference in what they do anyway. Overall, um, if your happiness is derived from work, th- this is like not a sustainable relationship, right? Like. I, I feel strongly that we try to pull a lot of uh, ourselves out of our work and especially coming into tech, that's a big push is like, and and like if if you've listened to any of the other shows, you know that I'm not, like if you're not into it, I don't want you working on side projects. Like it's okay for this to be just a nine to five, right? Like mm. your your job does not have to be your personality. That does not mean that if you enjoy this, you should abstain from it outside of this because you know, some bald jerk on a podcast is like, don't do it. Like, get your enjoyment out of it. Like, that's part of who you are regardless of what you do for a career. So like nobody's trying to take that away from you. I'm just saying, that's not who you have to be. And so there's, there's like this kind of tricky, um, part of like optimize for happiness where the biggest paycheck might be, right decision for a lot of people and i i think it is for a lot of people Um, oh
1: yeah money's great
0: yeah yeah um and like that's honestly why i do this i do this for a check i naturally gravitate towards problem solving i enjoy this work um but i would do it whether i enjoyed it or not um because of what it provides for me and my family
1: yeah um (sighs) I get which what is you're which is tough right yeah. so
0: but but even in that there's like this fine line of if i'm having to spend time recovering from work because i'm so miserable at work
1: yeah it's both that's and. not it's okay both, either yeah. it's both right like yeah it's both what i'm saying and what you're saying is like it's it's nuance yeah and nuance is so difficult
0: so like that i think it's important to know that they're there are multiple paths and they're probably all okay. And you've got to find what works for you. And some of what finding what works for you, especially early in a career, is finding out what doesn't work for you, which sucks. That means you have to experience pain and you have to say, I don't like this. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it does. It sometimes means putting in the grit and putting in the hours doing the crappy stuff. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) doesn't always mean that, but sometimes it means that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, but yeah, I'd I'd like, I'm trying not to be that person. That's like, well, because I had a shitty time, you also have to have a shitty time. And especially in a position of management, like that is not at all my managing style. So it's like, hell yeah, let's, let's get you to your next platform you know whatever that is what yeah. can i do to bring you up let's do that if it's in my power you know
0: yeah Wild. so are you gonna give okay. any
1: are you gonna give any of these uh hard technical skills
0: no like that's like <laughs> the antithesis <laughs> okay. of, of kind okay, of where, where i wanted to go because i think i think people <laughs> have a good read on the yeah. the specific skills that they need but I, like a, i
1: learn html learn CSS, <laughs> learn JavaScript. Those are three awesome things that's, to learn. And somebody's you don't have mind to was just like, them. what? You don't have to master <laughs> them, but just like, just learn it. Learn it enough to be, you know.
0: To be dangerous. dangerous
1: and just keep learning. Keep building stuff. Okay. Find some projects that, like, when, when you can find something, uh, when you can find something to work on as a side project, that's like, you enjoy working on um i think that's cool because that's what keeps you coming back and working on it like you're gonna have good days and you're gonna have bad days working on stuff but when you have something that's like oh i actually want i want this thing to exist for myself uh, yeah. then it's like cool I'm, I'm having a bad day i'm gonna come back to this like next week and i'll just keep hacking at it when i'm feeling better yeah Thanks. yeah all right you got any uh, final thoughts you want to end on
0: Uh, problem solving is a highly transferable and, uh, non-specific skill. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean by that is no matter what you're doing, if you're solving problems, you're advancing your utility in this career path. Don't think about outside activities as like somehow, dude, my dog is pissed. Can you hear that? a little
1: bit. All
0: right. Uh, Don't don't think about outside activities or other things as like somehow I'm neglecting my uh, my career, my new career as a developer like. It it all applies, Um, I I think it's all very useful. So,
1: oh, yeah. And I mean, you also don't have like 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 you said, uh, you don't have to have your job or your career be the definitive character of, or characteristic of who you are. Um, yeah. like, I mean, you like to go mountain biking and whatever on the weekends and somewhere in between all the fun stuff that you do that does kind of characterize you, uh, somewhere in between there, you log onto a computer and write some code for a while, you know, and me, part of, part of my defining characteristics are, yeah, I do like to log onto a computer, write some code, even in my free time. I like to talk about code and think about it um and both of those totally okay regardless of what twitter says be yourself (laughs) be happy optimize for happiness that's my that's my thing
0: i can't disagree with you
1: yeah yeah. wow how i mean how long has it been since we've had a show that i'm like "Mm, you're probably right (laughs) uh well we didn't talk about typescript or any javascript frameworks or anything like that's that true. so yeah
0: that's true cool oh, man. also well, learn type, learn typescript as early as possible actually go and learn rust
1: oh gosh that, i'm
0: betting i'm betting on rust
1: true. man there come on at least say that you're joking i'm not get out of here <laughs> all right let's uh let's move it to uh shout outs you got anything you want to shout out
0: Uh, You have to go first.
1: Okay. I'm going to give a shout out to freecodecamp.org. It is a, a nonprofit organization that was not around when I was learning how to code. But if you are trying to get into the industry maybe transitioning um you're probably not listening to this podcast if you're trying to break in but uh, if you know someone that's transitioning and needs some resources uh, freecodecamp.org is a really awesome uh, place where there's tons of information and uh, tools to learn how to get into programming there's a lot of different paths that you can take, they have like data science stuff, they have front end, they've got backend stuff. Um, and it's awesome, it's all free. And I think that the, the, the big difference that FreeCodeCamp offers that I didn't have when I was starting out was it has paths, like it has a curriculum that you can follow. And at the end of it, as long as you are okay with um, self-paced learning, Uh, you can definitely come out and get into the job market for sure.
0: Hey, Austin, can I tell you a secret?
1: Hit me. That's how I learned to write code. Free code camp? Yeah. Nice. That's where I come from. Nice. Yeah.
0: That was was the first real thing I put on a resume. Oh, well,
1: in that case, case, maybe don't learn from free code camp. (laughs) So I'm, yeah. I'm going to double
0: down on that shout out because it's so oh, that's, perfect.
1: Ca- that's such a cop out.
0: It's not. I'm going to you. So Free Code Camp is not only all the things Austin said, it's also run by uh, a dude named Quincy Larson who is yeah. an absolute G.
1: Oh, he's that a gem. Dude,
0: dude, that guy. And that's what a G means. Yeah. It's a gem. Yes. <laughs> so all right. It, it's like that is such... It, 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 and the competition uh, that it has is typically not free and typically see now my dog has managed to piss your dog off
1: Nugget is on the same radio wave man
0: <laughs> they are raging oh some some dog rage wave is just going up the west coast it took a while for it to get from <laughs> yeah, here to there got
1: that satellite delay
0: <laughs> Um, yeah freecodecamp.org hundred percent
1: yeah all right man well that's the show thanks for uh catching up uh i know we had a, a little bit of a tight deadline but i think we made it so i'm happy we did and uh this was a good good show thanks for the topic thank you dear listener because uh without you this show would just be two dudes talking at each other uh I mean, I guess technically it still is, but we're we're glad that you uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're glad that you're hanging out and 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 chatting with us. Hit us up sometime. You know, it's lonely up here.
0: Yeah. All
1: right, I will catch you next time. Bye. i am <laughs> recording so if we had said anything funny up until now it was not caught
0: i mean i was gonna do a really funny countdown but you you kind of ruined it so do it.
1: i mean we're recording but we're not like live or this is not going into the podcast so
0: <laughs> you're goddamn right
1: you can say whatever you want